Welcome to Accelerated Gamer, gamifying your backlog. I'm your host, Andy, and with me are my also hosts, Dubs. What up? And Zach. Hello. Welcome to episode one, the kind of the first episode. This is the first episode where we actually have games to talk about. Everything we've played since the recording of episode zero. So if you care about the nitty gritty and the minutia of the rules, you can go back and listen to episode zero. But otherwise, we're kind of going to give the quick and dirty version throughout this episode and episodes following this. So if you want to listen to it, great. If you don't uh, listen to here on out, it's hard to know where to start with just episode one. I was the first person to beat a game. I guess I'll talk about Sam and Max. <laughs> Sam and Max episode 104. Each game is built in seasons. It was a, uh, I think Telltale, Telltale made those games. But every time we do this accelerated gamer, I like to have a victory like in the first 24 hours just because it makes me feel like I'm getting a good start going. So I played Sam and Max 104 on Steam, even though I have it on the Wii, and I didn't really think about that until after I beat it. But the game's a lot of fun, and it's hilarious. Uh, the name of the episode is uh, Abe Lincoln Must Die, which by itself is already kind of hilarious, I thought. But yeah, it was worth uh, two and a half hours, not very much. I beat it in one sit-down. I had to consult a walkthrough once or twice. I have to admit, but for the most part, like it's not. It's one of those walkthrough or one of those point-and-click games like Monkey Island. Like you don't die. It's just you get stuck. You just got to keep banging your head against the wall until you figure out what you got to do. Hey, you can die in Monkey Island. That's true. You can die once in Monkey Island, though. It's not yeah. like all the time. Yeah. Did they have any, because I don't know anything about this game. Was there enemies? Was it more of a mystery? I never played any of that type of game. It's a mystery. Sam and Max are uh, freelance police, you know, like a private eye. And they get called uh, to to solve a problem. And then this one, it's uh, the president of the United States has gone crazy. And he's enforcing all these new laws that like don't make any sense at all. And so you go there and you find out he's a robot and then you expose him and you destroy the robot and they have to hold an election to elect a new president, like on the spot, like in a hurry. And you're running against a robotic Abraham Lincoln that is also controlled by the bad guys. They're like the mob. They just like turned the Lincoln Memorial into a robot. And so you run Max, a homicidal kind of rabbit. I guess they say he's a rabbit, but they don't. And, uh, like, of course, he's like, oh, it's Abe Lincoln. He's like one of the best presidents the country ever had. Of course he's going to win. So you have to, like, mudsling and make him look bad so that you could beat him in a presidential race. And then, the, and then at the end, you kill him with a nuclear missile. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? No, the, the games are hilarious. I highly recommend them. You can get them in Humble Bundles all the time, and they're really cheap besides. Uh, actually, episode four, the one I just played, was free on several like Memorial Days and, and uh, July 4ths and stuff. But they're, they're fun and short, and if you like point-and-click adventures, or even if you just like good humor, I reckon. I might take a look at that. I might see you know one of the, one of the platforms, see if they have it for free or something. Normally, I'd say we'll move on to one of you, but I guess I actually beat the next game, too. I beat uh, the first piece of Unfinished Business. Unfinished Business is a game we started before we started before we started Accelerated Gamer and then finished it afterwards. So I had to deduct hours from it. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3, I had already put seven hours into. So when I beat it, the Story Plus version, because I did a bunch of extra side questy garbage, is worth 17 hours. So I subtracted seven, leaving me with 10. Then I multiplied that by 1.15 because you get 15% extra for unfinished business. 
I know this. We're going to figure out a way to say this that doesn't make your head spin, I promise. <laughs> but it's worth an additional 15%. So it was 11.5 hours. Luigi's Mansion is charming and hilarious and fun, and I love it. That's, that's going to be a theme you're going to see in a lot of my games. I care about whether or not it's fun way more than I care about anything else. I don't care about graphics. I don't care about, like, what console it's on. I don't care about... I mean, the story is really important. I'll say that. But it's less important than is the game genuinely fun. So, yeah, Luigi's Mansion 3, honestly, there's so many reviews of it out there, I don't feel like I need to pair with them. Mm. They, they kind of speak for itself. So, Luigi's Mansion's a lot of fun. Uh, anyone who has a Switch would do well to at least consider getting it. It's been on sale a couple times recently for $42, which doesn't sound like that much of a sale, but then you remember it's a first-party Nintendo title, and 42 is like you know pretty damn good because those games never go on sale. 40 is like a 20 for Nintendo. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, so my question to you about Luigi's Mansion, I know you didn't want to compare. When you always think of the GameCube, you think of the first Luigi's Mansion. Mm-hmm. So how does this compare to the third one? Did it have the same charm to it? And was it better in any way? Or was it just like, oh, it's another Luigi's Mansion. It's okay, but it's not as good. I didn't play the first one a lot. I never beat the first one. I did beat the second one on the 3DS, and now I've beat the third one. Um, Three is the best game far and away in every single way. Normally, there would be like some caveat, like, oh, but they added quick time events, and I don't like that, or, oh, the story's not as good in 3. No, everything about 3 is better. The story's better, the music's better, the gameplay's better, it's more varied, the ghosts are more interesting, the bosses are more fun, the environments are better. Honestly, you don't have to play the other two. Luigi caught a bunch of ghosts in a vacuum cleaner. He saved Mario twice. That's it. That's all you need to know. (laughs) That's all there is. Just skip the other two. You don't have to play uh, Dark Moon and, and the first one. Just play Luigi's Major 3. It's a great game sweet so you're recommending it huh oh yeah big time cool so hey let's let's move on to dubs and also dubs i'm gonna get this out of the way right now because <laughs> i it's it's time to like uh bust balls a little bit so you played a first person shooter and a first person shooter and a first person shooter yeah and what... <laughs> like it's uh, why like you could play anything else i'm not saying you have to you can play whatever you want you can play nothing but halo games but Jeez, man, you didn't get like a little shot out. You didn't like. Well, you gotta you gotta think about it. Like Fear One and Fear Two that came out in a 360. Back then, I was more into clan matches, like with Ghost Recon, than sure. any, than anything. I've always seen my brother play the Fear games, and I go, "Oh, that's pretty cool." And there was one time, and I'm gonna admit this live here, or not live, or on this podcast, that my old house was haunted. Because when I played that game, I was scared shitless of the the jump scares that were in that game and that little girl that like uh, follows you a lot in fear. So mm. like I played it here and it didn't phase me, and I had the lights off and everything. So I don't know what it is, but I guess let me get into my first game. Unless you have more ball busting to do. No, it's just you get home after school and neglect your homework and play Halo online with your buddies. Well, at least it was good first-person shooters, right? With the rest of the 420 clan. <laughs> I did I did like a no-scope, 360 no-scope. Um, so let's, let's lump your first and second one in together, right? That kind of makes sense thematically. Yeah, because I, I, there's not a lot to talk about because my main focus in this was my thing with these games is I had a lot of fun. I was like, oh, it's, like you said, it's a first-person shooter. You know, what is, what is there to give in this game? And I, I went into this, and I was like, 
I like the aesthetics that uh, playing it in 2020 and be like, oh, wow, this is kind of like a Counter-Strike, you know, upgraded graphics in some way. And I was playing it and it had like a different engine. It felt really good. The shooting was very enlightful. <laughs> I almost had like a Matt Hardy. Enlightful! But anyway, I digress. Wonderful! Yeah. Uh, in light, you mean like enlightening or enlightening? Uh, it was very fun to shoot, slow down times, and all that. Comparing the graphics today is just like comparing like real life with you know pixels, so like that didn't even bother me. The story was okay. Uh, you had this like little girl that was part of an experiment, they were trying to make like super soldiers that do telepathic stuff, and you know clone soldiers just i guess like star wars or whatever um and you're in this you know headquarters where they created everything and these soldiers are coming after you and what i really liked about the first fear is you learned the backstory you know like in resident evil you read the documents in fear you're hitting the phone uh, messages from you know people's loved ones like you know, please come home. I see that, you know, there's an explosion at the headquarters. I hope you're all right. I'm hearing <laughs> this on the news. And then you hear, like, coworkers calling up. be like, hey, what's going on with the experiment? I'm watching the news. And then you get backstory that way. There was some stuff to read, but I, I really liked it. The bosses weren't that, you know, amazing. You, you fought, like, this big robot mech from, like, RoboCop out of nowhere. Like you come out of the elevator, I'm like, holy shit, this is Robocop. Fuck, it's Ed Ed two and nine. Yeah, and uh, it is just all around fun. The, the difference between the first one and the second one is the the second one you had obviously upgraded graphics. They were instead of having the the phone messages, there was a lot more reading. They kind of took away some stuff a little bit, so you're not like they use uh you weren't powerful. The second one, the story wasn't very intriguing. The first one, I was intrigued to be like, who is this little girl? Why is this happening? This one, you're just like, oh, she's grown up, and she wants to have sex with you, apparently. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh. <laughs> she was. She grew up, like, into a, you know, legal. <laughs> it wasn't a child. She wants to have, like, that demon child or whatever. I don't know. I had fun. It was great. I... I I enjoyed it. It was fun going into a game and just sh shooting shit. Not like today where you're just like, oh, I want to loot and shoot and all that stuff. All those looter shooters and battle royales and all that crap. You've always got a bunch of other like pins to juggle. It's not it's not a good old fashioned running gun anymore. Yeah. And I, I want games to go back to that. I, I love that feeling of being like, here's your story and here's your gunplay. Now go have fun. And I, I recommend both of them. I had fun. But I recommend Fear 1 more than Fear 2. Should, did you play them on the actual hardware? Did you play them on 360 or did you play them on something new? I played it on PC. Uh, oh, okay. But I used a Xbox controller. And you know the Xbox controller hasn't changed since 360. So I guess that's kind of like the same. <laughs> yeah. But that's all I have to say unless you want me to talk about Halo Reach real quick. No, you beat that later on. I guess I'll talk about Snatcher. That's kind of the next thing that happened chronologically. I had to beat Snatcher finally. I, forever, I thought I was going to like find and buy Snatcher. Like I was ready to drop $100 on Snatcher. Mm -hmm. But then it kept going up, and now it's like, like 500 or something. And it's like, fucking, I'm not going to buy that game. That's idiotic. 
But Zach for Christmas got me just an Etsy, just someone does a reproduction of it. And it looks great and obviously plays great because I played it to completion. So do that with expensive Sega CD and Sega Saturn games. Don't don't punish yourself. Don't don't spend hundreds of dollars on a game. Um, yeah. And that is my review of aftermarket games. But anyway, let's talk about Smasher, the game I actually played. Right? I needed to play it. Uh, Zach and I are gonna are preparing to do relevant stuff. It's his show. Describe relevant stuff, Zach. Uh, it's basically just me getting with somebody else. Wait, it's always been Andy so far. I always play to try to rope up other friends of mine into it. And we just kind of have a discussion about a game that we both played. It's just a general, broad discussion. And it's like, oh, what do you think about this? What about the legacy of this game? Uh, what do you think about the part where the space pirates attack? How about the composer? He was he or she was great, right? Just a general discussion about the whole game. But yeah, we're going to do that with Snatcher. So I had to play it and beat it for the first time. I had started it before we started doing Accelerated Gamer, but not much. Three and a half hours. So three and a half from the nine and a half complete. Because I looked it up, and the only things that you can do to, to further complete this game are all the uh, shooting range nonsense... You meet a homeless guy at some point and call his son. That's optional. You can miss that. And there was something else. There's something else you can miss. I don't know. Whatever it was, I had I had coincidentally done it. Snatcher shows all the hallmarks of Hideo Kojima. It's super long-winded and convoluted. And I talk ad nauseum in an episode of Big Trouble about uh, there's that term feature creep but there's like story creep and I just, I see it at work in Snatcher. There's a lot of like, Oh, we can double back and do this. Oh, these things are going to link together nicely. Oh, we can add this. And you can see where they could have built upon that even more. I, I suspect strongly that someone came along and said, this game's done. We're shipping this. Get out. <laughs> it's kind of a shame too. Cause the ending of the game kind of alludes to the fact that there will be more. There was never more. Hey, wait, I mean, Hideo Kojima is on his own. Maybe he, maybe he wants to get back to that someday. I'd love to see something like that happen. He'd have to partner with Sega, and he's like under Sony's yoke, so I don't know how all that would... I mean, Sega's a software developer and publisher now, so maybe there would be a deal that could be worked out there, but I honestly, I kind of think he would rather do something else, which is a shame, because Snatcher's great. Aesthetically speaking, it's great. It's Blade Runner and Terminator 1, and a bunch of other nonsense in a Sega CD game, and it's super 90s, and the soundtrack is so stellar. I love the soundtrack. It's so good. We both have it on vinyl. We do. Wait, there's a vinyl of that? Yeah, man. Video game vinyls are the fucking new craze if you're a huge video game nerd. Yeah, I got a big collection of them myself. That's awesome. But Snatcher's great. By all means, uh, download the ROM, burn it to a CD, and play it. Or play it on an emulator. But you will not play it on modern consoles because Sega lost all their shit because they're dumb and you won't be able to afford a copy of the game unless you're irresponsible or rich or both, I guess. So whatever, just emulate it. Emulate this game. I 100% think you should emulate this game. Seriously, as soon as this podcast's over, go download Rama Snatcher. Have yourself a good old time. It's like an eight-hour game. That's that's pretty big for a, what, a Sega? Not a Sega game. Yeah, it's, it's, what do you say, Saturn? Sega CD. C CD? Okay. Yeah, Sega uh, CD. The Sega CD games, it depends on kind of what you're talking about, but there was a trend of games being longer on that system because they played with the 
Oh, we have 600 megabytes of storage. Yeah, look at all the storage we got. Oh, we can put so many voice clips. So what people would do is they'd either make a dumbass FMV game yeah. or they would make an RPG or something like Snatcher or Sonic CD or something. A better use of it. Yeah, much better. There's there's a ton of stuff on the Sega CD that is some of the best examples of its genres or time period. But they're stuck on the Sega CD, and that sucks because it's – come on. It's a Sega CD. No one bought that thing. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Where do we move on from here? I think we can move on to Halo Reach for dubs. And I know everyone's probably like, where's all of Zach's games? We're going to get to that. <laughs> yeah, We're going to really... discuss that. That's coming up. Uh, anyway – Hey, I've never played Halo Reach. Uh, I've never played uh, Halo 4 and Halo 5, so that that's also on my hit list as well. Halo Reach is the last Bungie game, and this wasn't me going, Ew, she got Master Chief, I don't care. I, again, this is a time where I, I was playing different games, and this was when I was playing only one game and, and you know, sticking to it. Me coming back to playing this game, and I, I played co-op with my friend Steve on it because uh, he's big into Halo, and we had a fun time. I, I thought I was going to be uh, bored of it, but a lot of people have been telling me that this game is really good. So, uh, Andy, because uh, I know you played it, and I don't know if Zach played it. Uh, I did play it j- just a little bit. Did you know about Halo Reach, the book? Like, apparently this noble team wasn't wasn't in the book. There, there is a novel that's called Reach, and I have read it. Yeah, but Noble Team's not in it, apparently. No, the book came out way before the game did. Yeah. So yeah. the book, the book is a prologue to Halo One, the game. Yeah. It's Halo Combat Evolved. Gameplay is solid. I mean, it's a Halo game. It's Bungie. I mean, it, what really surprised me was like the space battle that you uh, were in it. Like you were in a spaceship shooting down fucking banshees and the the banish that were coming in. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then you were in a like helicopter. And the, the first thing that came to mind when I was playing with Steve is uh, <laughs> Credence. Like uh, Credence, uh, uh, what fucking song? Clearwater Revolver? Revival? Revolver. My mouth doesn't work. You know, every time like there's a helicopter or like a war scene, like the Credence is always playing in the background. Like that's the that's the vibe I got when I was in the helicopter. The game is badass, dude. And I don't know. Are, are we are we going spoilers in this game in this uh, show? I mean, the game's like a decade old. Go yeah. for it. Okay. I, I revealed the ending of Abe Lincoln Must Die. I am also evil. So so this is this is the rogue one of fucking Halos, by the way, because everybody fucking dies. Because <laughs> because yeah. but you know that going in because at the beginning of Halo they're like oh we just left Reach and everyone fucking died there. Yeah, but I didn't know like these main characters were gonna die. I didn't know that they were going for that. Again, I don't know the lore. <laughs> My friend Steve's like, wait, wait until you see what happens to this character. And every time he said that, they fucking died. <laughs> and then finally, like the last two, and I'm like, oh, he's gonna die too now, right? And he's like, yep, <laughs> fucking died. Is that that's the one? I get it confused with uh, ODST sometimes, but I'm pretty sure it's Reach, where the last level is you just saw someone off the planet, and your objective is just survive, and you just survive as long as you can. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I fucking love that. That is so great. Yeah, like it, it, I, don't, I don't know. It really like gets it gets you excited, but it also makes you like really empathetic to rookie, right? That's the main character. Uh, Lieutenant something. 
uh, whatever his name was, uh, loser, just whoever his name is. But it makes you empathetic to he hasn't said as much as some of the other characters. He's not as well defined. And it makes you like, I don't know, just like excited to, oh, I'm going to I'm going to fight this covenant as long as I can. It's going to be great. So you you mentioned before, like, oh, did, you know, Halo Reach, everybody died. And then, you know, that's before Halo one. So they, they make a lot of nods to that, by the way, because, you know, you see Cortana, you have to protect her. <laughs> I love that mission, by the way. <laughs> and, like, the way you see Master Chief, it, it wasn't like a... Because, you know, a lot of games, when they do fan service, they, like, actually have to, like, show it a million times and be like, look, fan service! This one, you actually have to move the camera in the spaceship to see Master Chief just laying in his pod, by the way, and you get an achievement for that. So that was <laughs> that was fun to do. I'm sad that Bungie stopped doing halo games but i understand why because when you're sticking to one franchise in one game it kind of gets boring and you want to expand but then you look at bungie it's kind of like well you just made another different type of halo game just as a looter shooter yeah they just made halo but then they put a different color icing on it like yeah yeah so like how they did halo reach i wouldn't mind if they came back and did games where it's in different parts of the halo universe kind of thing like i don't need to have master chief i i wouldn't mind having a like a different battle or maybe like a stealth game like odst i did that kind of a lot i mean you got odst you got halo wars yeah like odst was like the i guess the closest to like a stealth game because you had to like stealth your way through a city to kill the uh the covenant and all that stuff I, I highly enjoyed it, and I, I wish Bungie comes back. That's all I will say, and I, I highly recommend it. Bungie's last game. Go play it. What's the name of, a, what's the name of like the horde mode in that game? Firefight? Firefight. Oh, man, I, I can never say enough nice things about Firefight. It's so much fun. Lost hours and hours in college to Firefight mode. Yeah, that that that's kind of like it's funny you say that because like now the biggest fad is like everything has to be battle royale. Uh, before that, it was just all about like waves of enemies and stuff, and that's what Firefight was. That's my Halo Reach review. Halo Reach, it's great. All right, uh, the very next day, Zach beat the only game that he beat this month. And it was a challenge game. What was it? The challenge was your pick, or that it was your pick that got rolled, Zach. What was the challenge? It was play a game from a genre that is you don't normally visit. Uh-huh. So and whatever. It's a wrestling game. Yep, a sports game. Uh, I mean, it counts, but I feel like it wasn't really in the spirit of your pick. Well, I have something to say about that. Okay. Uh, initially, I was going to try to play a racing game. But racing sports. But when I went to look at the technicality of like what is the genre, they always fall under racing. It's not considered sports. Oh, is it its own thing? Yeah. So I was like, what the hell do I have then that I can possibly play that sports? Think, I, I don't think we would have nitpicked you that much. Well, it I, that's it wasn't classified as sports. Is the point? Okay, fair enough. Yeah. True. And then, uh, so all I had left was. You know, a couple wrestling games I still haven't actually played, and this this was it. I've never played through WCW versus a WWE World Tour. I could have picked NFL Blitz, I guess. I, I belatedly realized I had that. That I was. Like, oh, you see, that would have been great. Well, been I, 
I didn't catch it till after I popped this in and was playing it. And I was having so much fun. So I was just like, fuck it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going. <laughs> yeah, this is like one of the earlier N64 games that came out. Was and... this the first WCW versus NWO? Yes. So it's this, this and then Revenge. Uh-huh. And then after that, the same company makes uh, WWF WrestleMania 2000. Uh... And they make WWF No Mercy, which is like always like the top oh when people say the best wrestling games ever they usually will say no mercy or something i always liked revenge better wrestlemania yeah. wrestlemania 2000 was funny as fuck but i digress yeah I, I, we're getting we're getting off on the, <laughs> on the side <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i played this way back in the day with one of my friends uh he had an n64 and um i always came over to his house to play it he would whip my fucking ass in it all the time because it was his game and the only time I could ever play it was in his place. And I, I loved how it played, though, because this game just was totally different from any other wrestling game that had ever come out up to that point. It It's fully 3D, and it's more like fighting than just I'm pressing a button and punching you on a 2D plane kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And there's all this intricate shit with, like, counters and, like, your spirit meter, which is kind of like your momentum in the match, kind of like in a wrestling match. And uh, playing this first time, I noticed some things about it that were a little different from the ones that come out later. Like sometimes when you go to grapple a guy, they'll enter the knuckle lock, the test to strike thing. It's like, if you both press grapple at the same time, you do that. And I'm like, Holy shit. This is like the only game where that's like a mechanic that I've played so far. It was, it was just cool. Not everybody in the roster is on this game though. It's like a lot of the heavy hitters from around that time are in it. Hulk Hogan, of course, brother Nash hall, Fuck uh, f- fuck Nash. Dubs hates Kevin Nash. Scott Norton, <laughs> you know, fuck, uh, rough bag. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was a joke. <laughs> the Giant, you know, Sting, Stinger, um, Lex Luger, Ric Flair. For some reason, I thought I thought Ric Flair was not in this game. I think it was Revenge when we played. I played a Revenge at Magfest tournament, and I was wanting to be Ric Flair, but he wasn't selectable. I was like, where the fuck's Ric Flair? So I went with Chris Jericho. And they got unlockable characters and stuff. And one thing I noticed, though, as I was playing the game, was they have everybody separated into different organizations. Yeah. So it's like WCW roster, NWO roster. Then they had DOA roster and something else. It was just like made up fakey independent wrestling organizations <laughs> with what looked like original characters, I thought. But then I started to recognize some things. Like that guy looks like the ninja wrestler, the Japanese guy, and I couldn't remember his name. And I went to look it up and like all these guys are actual wrestlers <laughs> from Japan, but they call them something else so they can get away with it, and put them in the game. <laughs> and so it's like all those people are like one dude is Brian Clark, who was Adam Bomb in WWF before he went to WCW. <laughs> um, Taka Michinoku, which Andy's not going to know who that is, but Dubs does. Yeah. <laughs> Glacier. Oh, my God. Dude, fucking Glacier's in the game. Uh, you got you to oh, This was to make it more marketable in Japan, I guess. I think, well, these games were based on the series. The engine is, is called Virtual, Virtual Pro Wrestling. Oh, so they were just already programmed in. Yeah, so, like, they did two Virtual Pro Wrestling games, and then they're like, hey... I guess WCW approached them like we want to license you to make our game. Can you do it? Yeah. So then they just used their engine and made this. That's how some of these guys get in. And I, I thought that was really cool. I didn't recognize that before. Cause that was a super long time ago and I had no idea who any of these people were, but it's really fun. It's 
not as mechanically diverse as the later games are. And there's no creator wrestler or anything like that. There's not really like a season or like a story mode with branching paths and shit like that. It's pretty basic. It's just kind of like arcade routes where you fight guys. And is uh, it like, uh, is there like a tag team mode? Is there a cage mode, TLC mode, stuff like that? Um, yeah, they have tags, elimination matches, like f- they call it four quarter match or three quarter match. Hmm. Cause back then, like, the idea of what is now known as a triple threat match or a fatal four-way match, that name hadn't stuck yet. And those, believe it or not, those were brand new match concepts back then. There might have been a cage match. I didn't, I don't remember, but no, there was no TLC or anything like that. That shit didn't exist. Fair enough. 1996. You got to remember. ECW is on the way, man. (laughs) Yeah. I liked it quite a bit. This is one of the better N64 games I've played so far, in my opinion. I've played some that I, I bought, and I was like, that's a good game. That's a good game. And I played it, and I was like, I don't really care for this that much. All those wrestling 64 games are at least good, if not great. Uh-huh. Yeah. I actually completed it, and I I, th- I thought, thought that might get some question marks, but, like, honestly, there's really not a lot to do in it. It's just like, and it was just for 10 hours anyway. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me. The, the stuff on offer, I'm sure you did all of, so whatever. Yeah, I tried to work it out to see, like, did, did I complete it? Which is just unlock every character. I did that. Yeah. They say 10 hours, and the only other thing I could think you could have done to match that time is beat every difficulty, and honestly, you'll go way past that if you're going to do that. So, 10 hours. And I gave it a score. I'm scoring every game I play because they're brand new to me. I score everything I play, everything I watch, everything I read. And I gave it 8.25 out of 10. Ooh, disc quarters. Yeah. Um, which which face is that on the game pro scale? It's the wah face, right? <laughs> it's the wah face. And uh, speaking of challenge games, we're going to get to that part next. There's just one more game to talk about, and that is I beat a game on my hit list, which is kind of part of the point, but for some reason I wasn't doing it. I was trying to focus on unfinished business just to like clean the slate, get a, get everything off my table before I start getting out new projects. Super Mario RPG, The Seven Stars. This game has a hell of a reputation. Like, it spawned two other series, and people won't shut the hell up about how Geno needs to be in Smash Brothers, and Square Enix needs to make another one of these, and they need to quit making Paper Mario, and they need to quit making Mario and Luigi Superstar RPG games. Where's the next Mario RPG Nintendo? And I have played some Paper Mario games, and I've played and beat mario and luigi dream team in japan they're just called mario and luigi rpg which is kind of they're the spiritual successor to mario rpg i get it now like this game is really really creative and cool it has a lot there's a ton of stuff in it that is like oh that's just straight out of like final fantasy 7 or 7 6 4 one of those like some of the enemies will have attacks like blizzard or crystal and it's like crystal just like drops three crystals in your head and it, the way it's animated and everything, it's like, oh, yeah, this company definitely made the Final Fantasy games on the Super Nintendo. Hmm. But at the same time, it's all like one of Bowser's attacks is he throws Mario at the enemies because he doesn't like Mario. And that's like what he does. You know, it's like one of Princess Peach's attacks is she just slaps a guy and. Uh, uh, it's like it's, it's kind of silly and stuff but it's also still serious at the same time the, the game has you can't quite put your finger on the tone of the game in one scene it'll be infantile and silly 
And then in the very next scene, it's like something of, of great importance. And we're talking about, you know, the, the star road fell from the sky and, and, and the, the links to the other Mario games is part of what makes it so much fun. Is this the, the seven stars that you're looking for are from Star Road, which was like the bonus area in Super Mario World. It's like, oh, they're tying it into that. And they tie in a bunch of other fun little Mario lore. Uh, in, the, in, in the last stage, there's a room that you can go to, and there's like a bunch of barrels rolling down, a bunch of uh, uh, inclines, and you got to jump over them and get to the top. When you get there, there's an enemy that looks like a gorilla throwing them. It's, it's funny. <laughs> the game is is quite short. I got, I, I guess we're rounding up, so I got 21 hours for it, but that's story plus, plus uh, 10% because it was on my hit list. And that was doing a bunch of extra stuff. This game has like... 12 mini games in it like final fantasy 7 eat your heart out man <laughs> and lots of like side stuff to do and you got to go get everyone's ultimate weapon i got everyone's ultimate weapon but bowser's there's there's a point in the game where there's six doors and you get to go and beat four of them and the other two are just lost to you until you come back later so one of those doors held bowser's ultimate weapon and i didn't get it and that pissed me off but just like in final fantasy like after you beat it there's a post game where you can go back to monstro town which is the town where a bunch of monsters live there's a locked door and somewhere in the world there's a key and you bring the key back and you get in there and you fight the strongest enemy in the game stronger than the end boss it's it's ultima it's like it's just like in final fantasy there's like a whole another post game challenge and it really is like baby's first final fantasy game in a lot of ways actually it is kind of i was gonna say it's not that hard of a game but at times it fuck it is <laughs> so i i don't know where i'm going with that but honestly i this makes me even more pissed off that what's that game called baby's first final fantasy for real uh the only one year i've got final fantasy something quest mystic quest mystic quest that's it that game's an insult super <laughs> mario rpg does everything it was supposed to do but a thousand million times better and plus it has mario in it it doesn't have Luigi in it, major detriment. And there's a character in it that I'm sure was supposed to be Wario at some point, but they decided to change him, which sucks because Wario is my favorite. But this game is the best. I was looking at like old reviews for it from all kinds of different sources, and everyone's like, 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10, perfect game, oh my god. And I was like, I don't know about that. And then I played it, and I, I, uh, I kind of get it. The people who made this game made the perfect version of this game. Like, it's not a perfect Final Fantasy game because it's not supposed to be, and it's not, like, a perfect representation of Mario because it's not supposed to be. As far as being a somewhat introductory level RPG, it's pretty much flawless. It's great. And it's so much fun, and the story's fun, and all the characters are hilarious. Uh, it's great. Go play it. It's available on the Wii and the Wii U. I played it on the actual Super Nintendo, but the price on it is actually starting to rise too. Just download it on the Wii U. It's like $10 or less. All right. Um, there's there's a couple more segments, and I don't really know. We haven't worked out what order things are coming yet, but I guess let's talk about the next month's challenge because the challenge changes every episode. Last, last time it was beat a game from the genre that you play the least. And Dubs and I left that one behind. That one's off the table for us. But Zach actually did it. He got that sweet, sweet 25% bonus on that one. I did. So, Zach, I need a new stipulation from you because we used one of yours. Play, beat, beat a game from 1993. <laughs> okay. Um, I still want to replace. I have original Xbox, and that's stupid. I'm going to replace that one. And I'm the host of the show, so I get to do whatever the fuck I want. Why do you want to replace it? Eh, I think it's boring and lame. Eh, 
I don't know. Not a lot of people played a lot of other original Xbox games. Yeah, but I'd rather it be something like Dreamcast, Saturn. Um, oh, okay. You're not going to get an argument from me, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so when you say, like, from, you know, that console, is emulators good? Yeah, it's fun. Okay. Whatever, by any means necessary. Yeah, yeah, Dubs, I understand that you don't have a big collection of, like, retro bullshit like Zach and I do. I do have a TV in my bedroom now that I can play my old consoles on now. Hell yes. Did you get a CRT, or is it, like, a, a flat screen? It's an old flat screen, but it has, like, the 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 hookup in the back. Oh, okay. I'm gonna hook up my Sega Genesis. There it is. I can play Sonic and Yank. All right, yes. I'm gonna replace uh, play a game on the original Xbox with... Play and beat a game that at some point requires a strange extra peripheral. Uh, so you don't have to play it the whole time, but it can be like a uh, gun con, fishing controller, steering wheel, no. guitar controller, drums. Okay. The steel battalion controller. The steel battalion controller would be a perfect <laughs> example. I'd even, I'd even go so far as to say like you beat a fighting game you've never played before with a fighting stick. Do any of you guys got that steel battalion? controller no i'd love to have it someday no. what about vr would vr count hang on i just unplugged my fucking headphones i don't have vr i was just wondering there speak say things he said hey, what, what, okay good i was asking if vr would count um i'm gonna say yes because i have vr okay hey that means i could use astrobot hey double modifier no we haven't had a double modifier yet no we have not um, I'm just going to roll a D12 again, because that worked last time, and it's going to work this time, goddammit. Uh, real quick, uh, beat a game with a weird controller, handheld, point-and-click, platformer, a speed run, a game that is your nemesis, a game from 1999, a game with a Metacritic score of less than 50%, a Zelda game, a movie tie-in game, a game from 1993, or a horror game. Six. Uh, another one is X, a game that was in some way your nemesis. Ah! Zach, uh, elaborate on that a little bit. All right, so what I mean by that is it's a game that you had played before and tried to beat, and there was, like, some kind of extenuating circumstance that kept you from doing it. Like, your save file got corrupted, and you got pissed off, and you didn't fucking play it again. Or your cartridge broke, or the disc it was shit, and it doesn't work anymore, and you got it again later. Or uh, you just got mad. You got mad at the fucking game and said, fuck it, I don't want to play this again. You got salty. You got you got salty and it pisses you off that you never beat it. Or, you know, it's just something that you've repeatedly tried to beat and you just haven't for whatever reason. A couple, a couple ideas come to mind. It's kind of a shame because one of the best ones for me would have been Super Mario RPG. Because twice I started that game and twice the save died because I had replaced the battery. But I did it with electrical tape because I was a know-nothing idiot. This time I soldered it. This time it worked. <laughs> so yeah if there's some kind of game you can think of in your library or that you can obtain through means that meets any of that criteria that's that's what you do fairly fairly loose it should be should be easy to find something to get in there yeah. like I said, a couple ideas spring to mind i know one already do you want to <laughs> it or do you want to hold it keep it to yourself i'm gonna say it now um ninja gaiden for the original xbox Oh shit! Oh shit! Ninja Gaiden One for the NES could be one of mine. That's for sure. I can get to the last level in that game, but I've never been able to beat it ever, 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 ever. Okay, 
Well, in the same vein as teasing his possible challenge game, what's coming up? What are you guys doing in the next month? Is there anything that you think you're going to do? And of course, you don't have to. You never know what's going to happen. But what's what's on the horizon for each of you? Uh, I'll, I'll go first. Uh, my goal is to not hit first-person shooters this time. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to go with Inside, Inside, which is an indie game, Alan Wake, which is like a survival horror game, and probably Beyond Good and Evil is my three hit list that I'm trying to go after. Um, I've got a real big one I've been working on for a while. I've been chipping away at it when I can, and I'm probably going to finish it here pretty soon. It's Red Alert Command Conquer. And after that, I'll probably actually start tackling the stuff on my list. I still have to try to beat Snatcher for our little video project on mm. the side, but that's kind of a short game, and I know I can do it. Yeah. I might be able to get a double modifier out of this thing, this Nemesis thing. Maybe. <laughs> uh, I think I see which one you're talking about, too. Yeah, there, there's actually a couple on that list that could that could you know, fulfill that. I might play through Secret of Monkey Island because I just got my limited run collector's edition of it for Sega CD. Oh. It's not anywhere on my list, but it's been over 10 years since I've beaten it. I mean, that makes perfect sense. You get a new game, you want to play it. That's that's why you don't have to play stuff on your list. You just won't get a modifier. Who cares? Play games. I want to do that, though, so I can go into Monkey Island 2 right after. Oh. So I can lead up into that. Yeah, that's kind of my general plan, I guess. Well, for me, the challenge game, um, one that sprang to mind, and I'm not going to commit to this, but one that sprang to mind is the Gundam side story in the Dreamcast. I must have started that game a dozen times and not really got far in it. I want to beat it finally. That game's too cool. It's too cool. It gets kind of tough later. That's a hard game. It fucking does. All those mech games do. Another game I got stuck in is um the... Uh, What's the Square Enix mech games? Something front. Front mission. Front mission. That's it. Uh, the one on PS2. Man, I got really stuck in that game. My OSSC is in the shop, so to say. And I, that's not a slight against um, video game perfection. They make a niche product, and it's I think it's mostly handmade. So whatever. Sometimes they break. It was under warranty, and I'm getting it fixed for free. But because of that, I kind of want to play something on a modern console because I don't need my OSSC to capture it. I just I finished... Um, mario rpg on my crt which is perfectly fine it looks great but i'm looking at uh astrobot i'm looking at maybe wario land 4 because i have the eon adapter for my gamecube so i can just plug an hdmi cable straight into that sucker eternal darkness same thing gamecube and i want to finish death stranding finally i'm gonna go after some of that sweet bounty points and also the unfinished business points that'd be a double modifier for me and also um barry of Game Grumps fame recently put out a Death Stranding video, and I want to watch it, but I don't want to spoil the game for me, so maybe I should quit dicking around and just beat it. Yeah, because I want to talk <laughs> about the story uh, since November, and we're almost up to November. <laughs> <laughs> I got bored. It's not <laughs> fun and whimsical. Do you see the kind of games I'm beating? Luigi's Mansion, Mario RPG, Sam and Max. They need to be colorful and have cartoon characters in them, because I'm a child. Hot take, Andy said Death Stranding was boring. I don't think that's that hot of a take. <laughs> <laughs> no, a hot take would be like this game is 10 out of 10. Also, um, uh, kind of a, a, a weird meta challenge for myself. I want to try to beat a Hideo Kojima game every month. Hey. After, after Death Stranding, Police Knots is on my radar. 
Oh, and man. also right there in my hit list is Peace Walker. So I got I got a couple things lined up from Mr. Kojima. I still can't believe you didn't beat Peace Walker. I, I didn't even start it. I've never I haven't, it. I haven't played Peace Walker either, actually. You got Bulk Tide, the, the weird fucking GBA game he did. He did too, right? I have it complete in box. I got it at Goodwill for $2. That information is useless and not necessary to the show, but I like to gloat that I found Boktai complete in box for $2. <laughs> uh, all right, this this feels like a good enough place to lead off. We have our challenge for next month. We have some teases. What's everyone sitting at? Um, I have the totals, but they aren't accurate because we just decided to start rounding up, and that's going to change everything. But whatever. Dubs is at, uh, what is that, like 25? I'm at 42-ish. 42-ish. I'm winning. I'm the best so far. Zach's at 12.5, but he's about to cap off a really big game, so we'll see what happens after that. How about this? I wanted to have stakes going forward. Whoever wins from this, not not who's in the lead, whoever wins the next month, uh, the winner chooses a song on twitch sings and the loser has to sing it and then i'm gonna plug it into the episode okay <laughs> zach can you agree to that too yeah i don't care okay good that'll be fun that'll be fun so it's not just you have to sing but also the winner gets to choose the song you sing well he's gonna have to fix his twitch uh username right in order to play it he can download twitch sings that's true he can need an account besides like i said just that only counts a wash. Just start a new one. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah. thanks for listening, everyone. Um, I hope this motivates a lot of other people to do the same thing we're doing. There's there's nothing more grat. Well, there maybe there's things more gratifying. But man, it is a really gratifying feeling to beat one of these games anyway. But then you get the whole added bonus of like now I get to go to the list. I get to count my points. I get to do all this other stuff. Oh, I get to check it off my list. I finally beat that game. I've owned this game for years, and I finally got around to playing it no excuses no excuses thanks for listening everyone later peace